And welcome back to another episode. We're absolutely producing them this week. So Josh or anyone else out there who says we don't know what we're doing, we are back every other week, every week. We're coming out here with some brand new episodes. A lot of sports going on right now. We're October just ended. So we're going to recap some of that stuff. Uh, It's going to be nice to talk about what happened today with the trade deadline. The World Series is going on. And today we actually have a very special guest. So before I actually pass it over to Miller over here, I'm going to introduce Matt. What's up, boys? I mean, definitely appreciate you having me on. I feel like it's been four or five months in the making. I mean, Hayden, we work together. I've asked you like every single day to be on this podcast, finally get the chance. So thanks for having me. Yeah, Speaks was saying, he was like, there's this guy that keeps bugging me. And he was like, I'm worried to bring him on because I think he knows more about sports than I. And I was like, Speaks, it's, you know, this is a show for the fans. It's not just for you and me. So, Matt, I, I was doing everything I can to lobby for you. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. You know, I definitely need people in my corner. I mean, I thought Hayden would be the guy, you know, we work together, sit together. I mean, we we wind and dine each other every day at lunch. You might not go there. But, but he's a snake. He's a snake through. Whoa, through. whoa, easy now. Easy That's now. a shot. That's a shot. Wow. Yeah, I'll say it. I'm ready for the quiz. Oh, yeah. Talk about a snake, ladies and gentlemen. Mason better go. Let's see. He's got three for me, and uh, I don't know how many for Matt, but he didn't He didn't have time to prepare himself because of stupid midterms, you know, whatever we're going. So this snake over here better go 100%. It's what we're expecting. He's been studying. And not, not everyone's out in the quote unquote real world speak. Some of us got duties to fulfill and not just working a nine to five. So, you know what? Whoa. I'm just trying to make it big leagues like you did. I want to follow <laughs> your footsteps. You are my hero. I, I, I got a little quote from Mason about, I think it was about a week ago. He goes, uh, I'm absolutely over school. I'm ready to just be done, give up on this internship and ride out senior year. So lines up well right there. <laughs> <laughs> right there that, that's that's right from the source yeah I'm, I'm ready to go i'm ready to go what do you well, got for speaks let's get into it so right off the bat i mean currently got the live game on right now world series 2022 what can we say did how, how long ago did we tell people to hop on the astros train i mean we we gave people a chance what in august was it i want to yeah. say it was it was a while i think we might have even closed it in august and let people jump on and in may or june when we were getting on it but you know i'll say game three right now 4-0 phillies um phillies are probably the only team that started in the playoffs that i was like all right if they play the astros i don't know who i'm gonna root for but there's a lot of people going for the phillies obviously but speaks i think in the back of my mind i'm still ready for the strohs to pull it out and us to just kind of say hey this this team's better than cheating because they don't like cheating and we don't they like cheating. Cheating on this podcast yeah they, no. they're against that they change their culture so I don't know. I mean, Matt, tell me what you're seeing right now. 4-0, but I mean, are the Phillies in control of this series right now? Dude, dude, it's crazy. So, I mean, how could they not be, right? Bryce Harper, two-run bomb today. First at-bat World Series in Philly. Hits a bomb. Puts them up 2-0. They have everything going for them. And the Phillies don't cheat. I don't understand this whole Astros bandwagon hop on. They're not cheaters anymore. I don't understand it. Um, Hayden, if you want to kind of explain yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will stand up for first off this podcast because we are a Houston Astros podcast, okay? And we don't cheat. 
And quite honestly, if the Phillies are controlling this series, then they might be cheating. We they they might come out here in about a month, and we're gonna see sure. something crazy. Oh no! How do we know the Phillies are How do we know they're not stealing signs? I mean, that's exactly. No wires. No wires. Game one proved it. No wires. No. Well, I guess Matt, we'll just have to see how the turntables, as some say. But <laughs> Phillies look Phillies look good. I have to say, throughout throughout the uh, throughout the playoffs, they like seemed like the hottest team and a lot yeah. of times in baseball like that just helps and uh yeah. i don't bryce know man. i think yeah bryce harper is on another planet right now he's looking and crazy i don't know how people feel about him getting a ring but i'd love to see it to be quite honest so, <laughs> uh, he deserves it he deserves, he, does, it. he deserves it he's got a lot of people that don't like him but a lot of people that are in his corner and man i gotta say like i love like atmospheres in sports yeah Philly would be I mean, Philly might go underwater within the next like 16 months if like them or the Eagles win it all or if they win it both. I mean, Philly is on the highest of highs right now as a city. And that might be one of the places I would love to be on a weekend. I mean, that they get to yeah. wake up, oh fuck, do I either have to watch us play in the World Series or do I watch a seven and football team go spank someone? I mean, well, I've talked about spoiled this year. So talk about this is this is gonna be fun. So Thursday night, um, it's gonna be uh, Astros Phillies in Philadelphia and then Thursday night football is going to be Eagles uh, Texans in Houston so that's this Thursday is going to be an absolutely crazy Thursday for both of those cities something's happening there's going to be a riot starting if not I'll start it because why not and let's just go ahead and get something moving here but now great time to be in that city uh, both of them quite honestly actually I mean Houston they need something going with the the world series because man those texans look questionable but it's been uh they questionable i'd say they look terrible but yeah awful. i mean they're horrific the only thing they got going for them is davis mills long neck but i gotta say pierce and fantasy <laughs> is screwing me over so i hate that part too but hey, hey hey i already took my lickings at the last fantasy podcast we're not we're not talking fantasy there's no we're, reason we're, to we're over fantasy we, we hey, listened to that podcast today oh hey what who what'd you think about the trade? Let's see live live reaction. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, let I me, let me you know finish. fix myself. I listened to like the first five minutes. I think That's the right. trade officially oh. ended an hour after the podcast. Yeah, an hour after. Yeah, I listened to the first five minutes. Very long story short, I we put together a blockbuster three team trade and. I think it's safe to say I walked away getting absolutely fleeced in it. And uh, at the time being on five, I needed a big move. And here I am at 0 and 8. Just no sign of getting any wins. So I got made my Waffle House reservation speech. I'm, I'll be I'll be in there. In, uh, That's what I like to hear. Yeah. No SAT? Well, I thought we had agreed on Waffle House. But, God, I don't know. I mean, at this point, if I don't win a game, I mean, maybe I need to do both. Oh, that's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> Just well, beat the team that was down at the bottom or just lost to him. I mean, <laughs> let's get out of there. Get out of fantasy. Talk to me about these trades that have been going on in the NFL speaks. I mean, we're done with fantasy. Yeah. Sorry. Well, honestly, all right. So I saw, I was looking at a picture today. Um, it's apparently a record for um, NFL trades in a day, which I'm not going to obviously be able to list off all of them, but I just want to highlight some of the main ones. Um, starting off with the, you know, biggest one for us, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Um, you know, I was back and forth with that. I know we were texting about in the chat today. I mean, we're getting 
Chase Edmonds from that, don't really know how much that's going to help us. I saw he's going to be our third down running back. So, I mean, could be, could be all right. Could be something just for the year. At least doesn't really matter. We need San Francisco to suck now because we got their first round pick and then the fourth, uh, fourth rounder from the Dolphins. But, you know, I was back and forth with it. Um, it's quite interesting because we do have such a killer defense and I thought we were going to make, maybe acquire some better picks or players i feel like we don't even need players we just need picks at this point because we have absolutely none after that trade and i don't know i don't love the picks that we got um i think bradley chubb was really showing what his value this year more than any other year um so that was quite interesting to see i know jerry judy could still something could happen while we're on here for the rest of the night so thought that was interesting but i will go on and say now the dolphins are looking absolutely scared they're just looking scary that that team right now is different and it really hurts that i think bradley's gonna shine over there what, what do you think yeah matt looks like he wants to say something i mean that, that's the thing though why only use him as a third down back if you're the broncos why don't you just mix the two why don't you play him at the same time right i mean what, what do you what do you have to lose at this point I'm trying to prove something with russ you get two backs in there you, I mean, you could have one ship, one goes out to the flat and send another, send another, do a little wheel route, right? Do a little wheel route, you know, have someone that could check down, also chip at the same time. I don't, I don't see the issue in that. You got, you know, receivers on the outside that could run, have them run, send them deep, take a shot. Russ still has a cannon, right? I mean, you, we're, we're thinking, you know, the media wants to hate on Russ and all these things. Let him take a shot. I think, honestly, overall, the Broncos probably won this trade. I, I agree. I, I agree um, with you, Matt. I think running back wise, like I'm fine adding Edmonds. It, it really is just a crapshoot in the backfield right now with Latavius Murray and Edmonds. And they picked up Marlon Mack last week off the waivers. And then you got Melvin Gordon. And it's like, I think it's just going to be one of those things that they don't want to really go sign anyone because they know they'll have Javante next week. It's just like, well, we got four guys that all got the capability of getting hot. Maybe one of them gets hot and you just ride that. But like you, like you said, Matt, I think we won that trade. I think, the thing with Chubb is he wanted a long-term extension with a lot of money at yeah. the end of the year. And we don't have that type of money. So last year, like coming into this season, he wasn't playing great. So we probably would have got like a fourth or fifth round for him, maybe a third now getting him out, getting him first round out of him. I think we won the trade. Um, and I think speaks, you mentioned, but that defense is really good. And um, with Baron Browning and, uh, Love him. Benito and uh, I know Randy Gregory should be back in a couple games. I mean, there's still some outside linebackers that are very good. And, you know, we to think I saw that. a tweet today that was like, we turned Von Miller and Bradley Chubb into a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks um, and Chase Edmonds. So George Payton just added again, just, I mean, fleecing the crap out of GM. So I, I think we won that trade. I, I mean, I think we texted before the game or in the middle of that, in that game last week. And I said, Win or lose, I don't care what they were going to do at the trade deadline, do it anyways. Like, we've shown no, like, change that, like, we're going to turn our season around right now. If we string together a couple wins, great. But, like, keeping Chubb wouldn't have, wouldn't have changed this season for us. So, I think it was a good move to get him out. I completely agree. Yeah, no, I think the other thing, too, that we were talking about is the money. And definitely one thing that I want to look for in the future is signing some of those players that you listed. Like, I actually think Benito's shown himself – a bunch this year I think he's looking really good and then obviously 
once PS2 is off his rookie contract, we got to make sure we pay him because he truly is about to be one of the best corners in the league for years to come. I think he's absolutely insane. So maybe looking long-term, I do really like what Peyton's doing. Um, another one that I know Matt's really going to enjoy, we were talking about it at work today, and, you know, he's got some ties to South Bend and Notre Dame and, you know, Pittsburgh fan too. So talk about Chase Claypool to the Bears and what we think about that. Personally, I'll go. I'll go first, man. I'll go first. So personally, and Miller, I want to hear your opinion too. But I think, especially because the Steelers just picked up some other wide receiver from the Commanders, I think the Steelers won that. I think uh, getting a second rounder out of him is absolutely great. I don't think he's done anything too high to really get much more out of him. I don't think that's really going to help the Bears out enough where he can be a true wide receiver one. I don't know if he's even going to be a wide out one over Mooney, but. I think I think the Steelers personally won that, and I think he's not proven enough to really earn more than a for, than a second rounder. Matt, you look you look frustrated, but I'll I'll tell you this much: it was simple. I mean, the Steelers fleeced the shit out of them. I think they totally won that trade. The Bears are the Bears. I I love seeing the Bears crumble. I mean, I, <laughs> here's what I'll say about Claypool: is I and I told my buddies this. I said I think Claypool has the potential to be. Mm -hmm. traded for a second round pick but he hasn't shown it and I think with the Steelers with like Pickens and uh Deontay Johnson like I think there's just a lot of other pieces and getting a second rounder out of him I don't I liked it for the Steelers I don't know what do you think I I mean you're losing your guy he's Notre Dame I get that that hurts yeah I mean I don't know it's so I'm up in the air about it the way that I see it I do see I know the Bears are gonna bear you know bear down they're awful right I see the Bears winning this trade The Bears absolutely won this trade. Absolutely. Mooney, you can't. Okay, saying Mooney is a uh, wide receiver one is like saying Edelman for what? Cam Newton was a wide receiver one, right? It's just not it. He's not a true receiver one. What? He's not a true receiver one. You're not going to have a slot guy be a receiver one. (laughs) You're not going to have a slot guy be the receiver one. And that's yeah. the thing, dude. Who would you? Oh, we were looking at the stats today, and the stats aren't far off, far off right? They're throwing the ball oh, to Higgins. They're throwing the ball to Deontay. They were giving the ball to uh, Claypool as well. The issue with Claypool is not his ability to catch the ball; it's his route running. If you look at everything you did with Big Ben, every deep pass, every you know, he's covered like flies on shit, right? Have some better routes. You know, maybe Mooney's going to help him with that, right? Mooney runs great routes. It's obvious. He just can't have the ball thrown to him because the Bears' offensive line sucks and Justin Fields is not it. I'll say it. He's not it. No, that's – I totally agree. That's why, like, I don't get it. Like, if he can't run routes, what, you're trusting Justin to drop one right in the bucket? Yeah. Like, you have a 6-4 – who's going to win? What cornerback in the league could cover a 6-4 receiver? But how is he going to get him the ball if he can't get open or throw him the ball? Dude, they make it happen all the time. All you got to do is close your eyes and throw it up. That's well, like Chicago Bears football. Why are the Steelers like getting rid of him? Because I feel like they should have been doing that more. Are they were they doing that enough, or I don't know. Probably not. The issue, the Steelers, what they should have done today was fire Matt Canada. The issue with that is that no one in Steelers history, probably. I mean, I, I'm probably so wrong on this, but who gets fired in the middle of the season from the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't remember. I I, I don't know. Like it's just it doesn't happen, right? Tom Mike Tomlin's doing everything that he can, right? Defense obviously needs work. They need TJ, you know, back, but that's a totally different subject. It's just on offense, Matt Canada has to go. The man is trash. He's gonna ruin Kenny. Like he's gonna ruin Kenny. Okay, so you're talking Kenny. So what do you do with the second round pick? I mean, are where are you going O line? You going offense? Are you do you trusting in Kenny right now? 
Sounds like it's fine. Yeah, there's no there's no reason. So again, watching so the thing with Kenny, right? Watching against the Dolphins that Sunday night game, when they were the first time driving and he threw the pick, right? Watching that game, if it was a big game, big Ben type game, he would have checked it down to Najee, they would have kicked a field goal. Then they would have tried to get the ball back and you know score. They probably wouldn't have done it, right? They still would have lost the game in my eyes. What Kenny did was try to just move the ball downfield. Yeah, he made a bad read, made a you know tight throw it got picked he went down you know we had a chance to win the game he throws it up and you know uh db made a great play got his feet in you know great pick i'm never gonna fault a guy no matter who the quarterback is rookie vet whatever the case is for trying to make a play that's what you get paid to do that's why you play the game you try to make a play right kenny is 100 the guy the only issue is he doesn't have the leadership why does kenny have to be his own leader what you know he's gonna you know lean on you know Mike Tomlin, right? That's great. But your offensive coordinator, you know, he needs to be that guy. Matt Canada is just not that guy. He's absolutely awful. Should have been fired weeks ago. The man's okay. trash. All right. I think. Fired for you. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm bought into Kenny yet, but you can't really judge this early. So regardless, I mean, I'm going to listen to someone who watches Steers a little bit more, but, you know. Judge, judge on- him on the fact he's trying. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. Give him, give him like, um, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Staley with the Chargers. Give him that type of offensive scheme, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be throwing every single thing. Because that's the other thing. I feel like Mike Tomlin is a little bit more conservative. Like that's the system that he's built with the Steelers, and that's not necessarily what Kenny's like built to do. I feel like he is kind of a little more ballsy, and he's willing to go kind of throw something up and say, "Hey, go get this." But I don't know. It's it's gonna be gonna be interesting season. Um, so I mean, basically, there's a bunch of other really big trades that you know I think I, I wouldn't call them league shifting or anything, but just interesting. I want to touch on T.J. Hawkinson to the Vikings. Um, I think that one could be. Oh, so I'm gonna say this: that trade made the Vikings a Super Bowl contender. I would okay, okay, yeah. Let's talk about this. I think before that, I actually think that it was probably the Eagles, the Niners, and that's probably it that right now I could see making that. I yeah. think the Vikings, you put them in that category. TJ Hawkinson has been having a great year. The Vikings, no one at the tight end. Now, yeah. I will say that all depends on one man. Kirk <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I imagine him getting okay. to – I don't know. But, damn it, did I see Nick Foles do it? Things can happen in that NFC, man. It's ugly this year. It's open. Okay. Yeah. No playoff experience. I, I don't see the Eagles making it out this year. I'll, I'll call that. Interesting. I, I, I could agree with that. And then the other thing that I was talking about, kind of comparing the Vikings, was I was comparing them to that Niners team I made to the Super Bowl where they pretty much had everything except Jimmy. Like, it was all dependent on Jimmy. They had the defense. They had the coach. And they have – I mean, like, honestly, I was looking at it, like the wide receiver and running back room for the Vikings. It, just their offense is electric. But it's like you said, it's all dependent on one man. He's a game manager. If everyone else shows the shows the hell out, then honestly, like they could go as far as they want. And I truly agree. I think that the Eagles and now the Niners, God, CMC looks good over there, are the only other contenders in the NFC. Um, I don't believe in the Cowboys. I never have and I never will. Matt, t- tell me why I'm wrong. Listen, I mean, I it's not that you're fully wrong, right? Like, if the Super Bowl was Only played, half. you know, in Minnesota at noon, they'd probably win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Kirk Cousins is just, like, 
you know, Hayden said it like absolute game manager. And, you know, he even, you know, threw back to the Niners and Jimmy G that's kind of what he is. Right. So I don't, it's just tough, right? It's so wide open. Like, look at, like, I kind of think about the Rams a little, little bit last year. They really weren't the best team. No. Like truly coming out of the NFC, they weren't the best team, but they, you know, they got lucky in that NFC championship game. They got lucky. They should have lost. Stafford should have had, you know, one more pick added to that game, but you know, drop ball and it gives them a chance to you know, go down, score, win the game. But I don't know. I, I could see the Vikings choking and not even winning the division. I, I could too. I could too. But well, I, I will say, and you kind of touched on it, that NFC, I really feel is wide open. I really, yeah. there's no Chiefs or Bills in there where there's no AFC team that's going to go get lucky against the Chiefs and Bills both, or someone else gets lucky against the Chiefs. And like, it just, it's not going to happen over there. One of those two is coming out in the NFC. It's a crapshoot, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really am not a believer in the Eagles yet. And I'll say this, the whole like everything until this trade, I was saying to people, I'm like, the Vikings are probably the worst six and one team ever or seven and one or whatever they are. And I was six and one. And I was like, I don't think they're that good. Now I think if they are really good and they are like true to being as good as they are, and they just added TJ Hawkinson, I think they stand out in the NFC. I think they're, I think they're up there with the Eagles. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what plays out. But I mean, I think if like the Niners now, for the longest time, I was kind of holding out on either like Packers, Bucks, or Rams to like just be like, all right, they're having a really bad first six games. They'll start clicking. I don't know if that's true, man. I mean, I don't know if either of those teams have a chance of like getting to either even the NFC championship game. So I, I don't really know. So I mean, that was I was gonna say there was one team before that that was not mentioned that um, is being represented currently on this podcast that. Still has some hope and faith, which football, wow, it's a beautiful thing how you can lose four straight and still have hope to win as many games as you want. So um, let's hear a little bit about the Packers, because I think Matt's a little frustrated with that six and one team. That's really not the best six and one team here. Listen, the the Packers will be just fine. And this and this is why, right? Wow. They have they have the talent. Even with the offense, the young people, all these things, rookie receivers hurt, Christian Watson, you know, got a concussion Sunday night against the Bills, all these things, right? Do they ran the ball down the Bills' throat. Ran the ball down the Bills' throat. And if you look at the turnover ratio, from what I last saw, they were plus, they were, they had one more than the Bills. They had two picks on Allen. That was gross, though. That was like the end of the game, like last couple turnovers. Turnover is a turnover in the stat sheet, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Their yeah, defense obviously yeah. – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the defense obviously needs – you know, they're, they're doing everything they can. Listen, you know, to hold the team that should win the Super Bowl, right? I think we could all agree that the Bills, you know, Super Bowl favorites, right? I, yeah. I would pick them over the Chiefs at this moment. Yeah. To hold that team and, you know, anyone could say, oh, they were just running the clock out. They were doing all these things. It was a faster Sunday night game. I admit to that. But to hold that team to, what was it, three points in the second half? Three points in the second half. Dude, that's legit. I don't care what it is, what what game. Yeah, you started off the game ugly. It was awful. Couldn't really get some things going on offense. You did have a beautiful, uh, you know, it was a great ball, even better route and adjustment by Romeo Dobbs to catch that in the end zone to make it 14-17. I mean, 14-7. Uh, to 7, But, I mean, to do that, Aaron Jones, I'm never going to sleep on him. He is a superstar. Give the ball to Jonesy, have him, have him run, you know, throw it to him, whatever the case may be. But that man deserves like 20 touches a game minimum. 
So you you tell me, you say you know, start that off, start that off. You said, I'm not worried about the Packers. They're fine. What does that mean for you? Like like right now, you could still say, Yeah, I think they could win the Super Bowl. Now I want to go that far, right? I want to go that far, but I do think we're making the playoffs. Okay. Would you say so if you made the playoffs and lost in the wild card, would you say that was a success or failure season? Or like as expected, maybe? Um, it's kind of what I'm expecting now. If we were to go in as a wild card, we'd probably win that wild card game. That's what I believe. I would agree. And I kind of feel like a team like the Eagles, if they like stoop down, they struggle a little bit and they're hosting like a two, seven matchup wild card game at home. I just feel like they struggle. I just like, that's a game I see. I would pick the Packers. Exactly. The last time the Eagles and Packers played in Philly in a wild card game, I'm pretty sure it was, Oh yeah, it was 2010 Packers went on to win the Super Bowl. So Okay. Okay. Maybe it's in the room. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, I, that's, that's the thing though, with this team, if we made the wild card, right, that would mean we would have to continuously win tough games mm-hmm. in, in stretch time. Right. I think the bye weeks 13 or 14 this year, you come, you, you know, you, you get a hot streak going, right. You come out of the bye, you maybe lose one, but you continue off and you, you win into that wild card. I think we're winning the wild card, and, you know, um, Divisional rounds tough, right? I mean, that that's the playoffs for you. I mean, w- what's going to happen? I mean, pa- being a Packers fan in the playoffs, it's like the worst time ever. You need a lot of beer um, to get through it. But, you know, that that's what it is. That's why beautiful. So, I mean, football so beautiful. And that that's kind of it. I really do think that this team is going to make the playoffs. They could still win the division. That's my thing. Like the Vikings, like we were talking about, they could fall off. That's no. very possible. They could fall off. If we win the division – uh, that's fine. I just really don't want a first round buy. I hate the Packers in a first round buy in the playoffs. They always come out super ugly. I don't think there's any way you guys will get first in the NFC. So I don't think you have to worry. Hell's going to freeze over before that. But I want to do touch on one thing you did say too. I think that's very true is that um, I think one of the best teams in the playoffs is always the hottest team at the end of the year. And the way your guys' schedule works out could help you guys out a lot where you guys do have a nice little win streak at the end of the year. You make it to that wild card spot and snag that first win that, you know, it might be underdogs for. Um, and I think that's something that could very much help you out. Um, you know, I think another team that could be interesting for the division race is the AFC North. Um, I think after last night watching the Browns be the Browns, I was talking about it today. When Deshaun comes back, that team is deadly. And I know Mason, we've talked about that since the start of the summer again just talking football here but that was like that was a beat down and Amari Cooper there that defense Nick Chubb like I'm telling you that that team could also be interesting definitely not the best team in the AFC still we know it's going to be the Bills and Chiefs and I'm still saying Dolphins a little bit but um no I think I think the NFL playoffs are going to be quite interesting this year uh I will say one thing that just dropped tonight is going to be looking at the college football playoffs and transitioning to that a little bit more. I just want to talk about a little segment that we were going to go through, which was defend your team a little bit. I think it's a little tough with Miller over there, but um, I, I just want to, I just want to point out the win last week. That was a fantastic win. Very, very Iowa type win. There goes. Yeah. they took down the the Wildcats, the Fighty Cats from Northwestern. Uh, never an easy game. Uh, they showed some promise. 
uh, just need to squeak out two more wins and get, get ourselves to a bowl game, get somewhere nice. And we'll say, Hey, that's, that's an Iowa football season right there, but I'll let, I'll, I'll defend my team later. I'll, I'll let you go ahead first speaks because boy, I remember talking after game one of this Oregon season and there was a lot of questions, whether this team was this team and how about seven in a row speaks? How about them ducks? But before I get anything on that, are you any bit nervous about going to Folsom and playing in Boulder this weekend? I mean, is there any, is there any bit of nerves there and just the lick you would take from the hometown fans? I mean, boy, there's a lot riding this weekend. I got to say, let me just tell you this. If I have ever seen a trap game, a bigger trap game in my entire life, I have never seen one bigger than the one that's happening Saturday at one thirty mountain time. At Folsom Field, little sunny, probably about 53 degrees overcast. Oh, my God. I'm completely lying. I've never felt more confident about a win. I don't care about any of you CU fans. I'm sorry. After after you guys somehow slipped out a win for Cal, that's going to be disgraceful. Uh, I don't know how that worked out. Bo Nix threw six touchdowns on them last week. Just want to point that out. Six. And – I said this a while ago. I used to hate Bo Nix, but oh my God. I don't know what it is about the Pac-12 and how lesser of a competition it is. He looks so good there. He just looks absolutely amazing. It's fun to actually watch this offense. Truly our defense, which was supposed to be our strong point uh, this year, is the issue that we're having. We're letting teams score way too much and way too easy. Our offense is doing what they can. We just got ranked eighth in the college football playoffs. Um, So we have an opportunity. We are playing Utah uh, November 19th. We're most likely going to be playing USC in the Pac-12 championship. All I'm saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're we're not making it to the Pac-12 championship quite yet, Speaks. Whoa, whoa. I'm very confident we're there. And let let, let me tell you why. It's it's because once we make it there, Bo Nix – is going to be actually knocking at the doorstep of the Heisman room because of how well he's playing. Really? That's he's a not going to win it. He, he's not going to win it, but I can tell you if he keeps up what he's doing, he's going to be in that Heisman room in New York, probably getting third place, but it's going to lead us to the PAC 12 championship, preferably a Rose bowl, because if we go uh, into the college football playoffs, we're definitely going to be a four seed most likely going to play Georgia. Actually, Tennessee got ranked number one, but we'd probably get smacked by them. So would love a Rose Bowl. And then from there, great ending. Bo Nix has an all right career in the NFL, but has a legacy for his final season at Oregon. That's a legacy, but all right, whatever. <laughs> let, me, let me say this is one thing I noted about is about Oregon. They've been in one game that ended in a one possession game. And they won it at Washington State. But what I will say is, boys, there's not a lot of experience in that. And you go to Boulder this weekend and it's close, late. Watch for Bo Nix to struggle. Watch for that CU unit student section to be moving. I mean, they are going to be moving. That place shows out. I mean, that place does show out. Are they better than CSU? I don't know. They're both terrible. But man, to see you have better fans. That place is moving. At night games, like, they're, they're down by like 40 at halftime. Everyone's out of there. But I'll tell you, at kickoff, you're like, holy shit. And if yeah. those people stay, you're in trouble. I'm, I'm just telling you that. And I think the 330, oh, hello, trap scheduling. I mean, if it's a night game, I think you can go in there and win by 40. Day game, ducks are like feeling a little disrespected. I don't know. 
I, I'm taking the Buffs to cover. That's all I'll say right now. The Buffs will cover. Wow. They might win. Wow. That's an awful bet. That's, that's not the bet you should make. Let me go see what their, what their lines are. I don't even know the spread. What I will What's say. The spread? What's the spread? I'll go check. Plus, plus 25? Be, no, I, I'm going to go 27. It's probably higher, yeah. If it's above 30. <laughs> 31 and a half. It's 31. <laughs> I'm, taking oh I'm taking them the cover. I still take oh. them. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Well, I say speaks, though, is I will say this, is is if Ducks win, I, I, I've i all, you know, I've been all in on the Ducks. And you have been. I've been all in on the Ducks. And I, I think it would be fun just for, like what I like is just the scenarios of the college football playoff. Like, I think it's fun to be like, well, what about this or this? So like, I hope for the duck's sake, you know, they go win, win the PAC 12 and at least their names in the hat. Like I, I would, I would like that where like you're having conversations, like, do you take a, you take a 12 and one PAC 12 champ or like, you know, an 11 and one sec, you know, non-champ. Like, I, I don't know. Like those are the conversations I want to be having. So I'm, I'm rooting for them. This weekend, I'm just, I just want some flares. I want you on the edge of your seat. I want you nervous. I want the group chat firing off some chirps in there. Hoagie, who's maybe been to like two games all year, I want him acting like he's a big CU fan. I want everyone jumping in on on the bus this weekend. <laughs> I think you'll win. It'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. Sadly, tune in again. Shout out Nuggets. We got go. no. We got Spurs. Nuggets. Spurs at five p.m. And I looked my boss, Matt can, Matt can vouch for me. I looked my boss dead in the eye yesterday, and I said, he's like, who's Oregon playing this weekend? And I said, oh, they're actually here. They're, they're playing CU. He's like, oh, are you going? I was like, we have the game, but, you know, I had tickets, and I'd love to go. And I just left it at that, and I looked him in the eye, and he just laughed in my face. And it's like I'm going to the Nuggets game. <laughs> he was like, yeah, okay, you need to earn your leggings to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Working those sales tables. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt, how don't you defend your team? They got a big game this weekend too. Huge game, huge game versus Clemson Saturday night, Notre Dame Stadium. South Bend's going to be absolutely rocking. Five thirty start. I had the same thing. I looked my boss in the eyes, and uh, you know, I went to his desk. Actually, I won't even lie about it. I was kind of talking to him about it. I talked to a Notre Dame fan over the phone today. Right. So this dude, this dude went to Notre Dame is going to the game Saturday. I tried inviting him out to the Nuggets game. He said, no, I'm going to be in South Bend. After that, I went up to him telling him like how jealous I was that he would just be there. And I was just trying to watch it. And he looked at me, same reaction. The man just laughed. The man (laughs) laughed. The man laughed. And I don't know. This is the, this is huge. This is not the biggest game of the year. The biggest game of the year is probably going to be against USC November 26th. Uh, rivalry back in action but uh no this is huge I think I mean DJ ukulele is going to be 0-2 in Notre Dame Stadium that's awesome hey let's real quick while you brought it up Speaks, why don't you try to um, pronounce that quarterback again because you're about let's to do it this podcast let's do it so I think this is now the sixth try uh, if I'm counting <laughs> correct DJ ukulele yeah, we're getting. Here's the thing: is we're getting further and further away. Since I think so, I I feel like I'm getting closer. It didn't seem close. It's it felt close. It Dude, felt Matt close. said it way different and said it with so much more confidence that I'm. Just All I said was ukulele. Yeah, he said. Ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Speaks being like looking like he just saw a ghost before he said it. I'm all right mm. with that. So, uh, 
you think you think the Irish take down Clemson this weekend? I mean, that would I mean that would throw a real mix into the college football playoffs. You seem pretty calm about it I too, or confident. No, I mean I'm calm. Like, what do we have to lose, right? We're not a good football team, and that's the truth. I'm aware of that. I mean, I love them with all my heart, right? I'd probably chop my legs off for them to win a national championship in my lifetime. I say it like every single day at work. But that's a, that's the thing, right? That's football. Um, talking, speaking of trap games, dude, that Marshall game, that's a trap game. That's the definition of a trap game. That Stanford game, trap game. They, I don't know. Love, they love trapping Notre Dame. You can't Any call every game. loss a trap game. <laughs> I don't Marshall. I mean, Mar- I mean, <laughs> Iowa scheduled like the top FCS team in the in the country. That's a trap game. Marshall. I mean, our junior high team could probably take down Marshall. <laughs> Doubtful, dude. Marshall, Marshall came in. This is how I knew Marshall was going to win, right? Pre-game, they're talking how Marshall's coach, no clue what his name is, but kudos to him, right? He brings them in a Notre Dame stadium when it's all empty to get them just the feel of it. They take out all the butterflies, all the nervousness of playing at this, you know, historic stadium in South Bend, and they come out firing. I mean, firing, right? It's just awful. That was the first time we saw, I believe, Drew Pine this year. Really, you know, drop back, you know, throw a pass. I was on the phone with my dad while he was doing that. I said, Drew Pine is the closest thing to Ian Book. First play, throws a pick. I go, shit, my bad. <laughs> my dad just hung up. He was like, no, you know, that's not it. So we got, we got, we have a lot of work to do. But if we win this game, I mean, who says we can't just win out the rest of the season, right? Like, what, what is so special about, you know, USC? I don't care what they're ranked. I don't care who. I don't care. We're Notre Dame, and we're gonna punch you in the face. That's how it is. I'd like to see a little bit more of that, you know, energy and enthusiasm. The last seven years when they've been in the playoffs from you, Matt. But that, you know, we need to strap you up and get you out there then, because I, I would have loved to see them put up a put up a fight in those games. But I don't. I don't want to see you laughing over there, Speaks. You you know the Ducks would do the same thing. Hey, hey, we've, we've at least been there. I don't know where you two teams have been. We've been in the playoffs. We've been to the championship, and let's just leave it at that. Can I, can I give an attempt at trying to defend my team? Let's hear sure. it. I'd love yeah, to. Hear it. Yeah. Um, four, four ball club. Um, they were three and one, went on three-game losing streak, uh, two of which were to Michigan and Ohio State. Can't really blame them. Uh, the other one, they scored six points against the Illini. So yeah, they're not a good football team. They lost Iowa State at home. It's the one game a year I'd say if I could guarantee a win, I'd guarantee that one. It's been miserable listening to those Jim Oaks up there. Uh, they go into tough environments too. I mean, you want to talk tough environments. They're heading to West Lafayette. They're going to play Purdue 11 a.m. on ESPN. I mean, talk about Big Ten football. That That's Big Ten football right there. Punch I hope Central. That wins. the worst commentator ever is on the call. I mean, that seems like what's going to be going there, but – yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. Nepotism, I mean, at its finest is at Iowa. And it's 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 unreal to see what it's at right now. Um, you know, I joke with my buddies, they're like, Oh, you know, fucking Iowa's terrible. And, you know, Speaks will joke about the Broncos are terrible, but little do people know there are some people out in the world that are both fans of the laughing stock of the NFL and college football. And offense has just been at a premium. I've watched less touchdowns between my two teams than I have games between the two teams. I mean, it's been brutal. It's, I don't see scores. It's just like, it's brutal. I, I actually hate when we, our defense gets a three and out because then our offense has to come back out on the field. 
we like <laughs> hate it. We hate it. It's ridiculous. So uh, that was my pathetic attempt at defending my team. But I'll tell you this much. We are a basketball school. Watch out for the Hawks this year. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. I, 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 I that th- this will be a good trio to bring back for uh, the once basketball season starts because it'll be got Illinois fan up at the top when it comes to basketball. Oh, but <laughs> I will say, I will say, well, I don't, we can talk about that school a little bit too. But um, Mason, that just hit me. I didn't even realize you are going through it right now, man. I both the Broncos and Iowa when it comes to watching football. You are the truest, most loyal fan that I think I know out there. And it's a better speech. The good thing is I don't have to worry about my fantasy team. I don't have to worry if they're going to win at all. I don't have to stress about my lineup. I just know they're going to lose. So there's a lot of stress taken out of it. Can can I just ask, man? You're 0-5 in fantasy. College and NFL not going well for you. Are are you doing okay? All right, man. I'll tell you. I just been all in on the nuggets and the abs. Like I shouldn't be in a regular season. I mean, I should just be like, all right, let's just, let's get to the playoffs. Just watching them for, for, for some joy in sports, man. I mean, it, it's, it's been tough, it's been tough. Well, we're going to get through it. That's, but as Matt has said, that's the beauty of sports last year. It was, you know, great for the Hawks. We we're up in Indy, you know, we've seen a, we've seen a Super Bowl in our lifetime. So, you know, it's it ebbs and flows. Sometimes you're at the highest of highs. Sometimes you're at the lowest of lows. I agree. I agree. Well, moving on to now what we have, our weekly quiz of the week, or wow, weekly quiz of the week. Nice. Well, as you can tell, we're getting, we're getting towards the end of this thing. So Mason with his uh, preparedness, we have a couple questions for you that I think Matt, we fire off and start going uh, towards him. I don't know if yours are specifically geared towards him or towards both of us. Um, are, Are they just him? It's kind of more so both of you. I was going to just pick and choose what I wanted. I mean, I asked you one earlier. I, I'd love to share that you got it wrong. Well, one right, one wrong. I gave I, you. A I went one for one. I went one for the, one. The first one I gave you was simple. It was. It was. But you, I have, that was. T- All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Hit Mace with the second Thanks. one. Right. Are you want me to hit it with the exact question? Yeah. All right, Mason. Who was the coach that led the Broncos to their first Super Bowl? Mike Shanahan. That's what I said. Wrong. Red Miller. <laughs> Who? Red Miller. I would never guess that. Would have never guessed that. <laughs> <I said. laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. Good question. Good question. All right. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Mason. You're getting fired at. All right. I'm sticking to Iowa, man. Who plays for the Floyd of Robesdale? the game of Florida Rosedale every year. I have multiple choice if you'd like, or you can just go ahead and guess. I'll tell you this much. That's the easiest question you can ask me. I've, I've, I've seen that game a hundred times. I've seen that trophy. I've touched that trophy within the last four months when it's because it just basically lives in Iowa city. I'm going up to Minnesota to see the game this year. It's the Minnesota golden Gophers. I mean, we own that rivalry. Okay. Okay. Good. I like that. One for yeah. one. That, one for question one. at least had me thinking. Speaks. Okay. That was good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Matt, go ahead. All right, here we go. Now, now stick with me. This is a little lengthy, right? If you need me to repeat it, just ask. Okay. All right. By combination of receiving, rushing, and returning, who was the first Broncos player to cross the end zone over 70 times? And catching? Yes, receiving, rushing, and returning. 
Now my gut wants to say Terrell Davis. That's who I was. But did he return? No, but I maybe he did. Maybe he maybe did. he returned a few. And because no, I'm, go, I'm gonna go with Terrell Davis. I would too. Wrong. Hold, hold but, on. What first. era? What yeah. era? That's something it does not tell me. Do you, you know, know the era? Is? I'm guessing my gut wants to say uh, either 70s or 80s. That's my gut. <laughs> That's my gut. But I could be I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's Rod Smith. Rod hmm. Smith? Rod Smith, what era? He was like 80s, but he was the tight end. Yeah, it literally says by receiving, rushing, and returning. Oh, he was receiving. Broncos player. He was receiving. He was 19... 1960s 60s i think that's when he came into the league speaks. that's what he came into the league at yeah 1960 that's wow wow that's a that's a crazy stat okay i like that one yeah that was that was a little tough that was that was a little tough but i had to throw it in all right all right well then matt it's it's time for you to uh it's your turn now i'm, I'm I, I we we need to come at you all right and this one's we're going back to college football. All right, here we go. What did Notre Dame do in 2005 in an attempt to stop USC when they came and played them in South Bend? 2005. They lit USC's campus on fire. They tried. They damn well tried. It's pretty much the same thing. Is this multiple choice? Do I get multiple choice? I mean, Mason did. No, you do not. He didn't need it. So you it. don't need it. Wait, I'm sorry. What is it? What's it? I don't. I don't think I know this one. They grew the grass longer to make the field slower and the kicks harder. Go it's Irish! Stupidest <laughs> thing ever. They went on. That's all. That's all I have. That's they all went I, on I mean. to. They went on to lose by double digits, and USC went on to win the championship that year. So yeah, that great is attempt. That is the dumbest. <laughs> the dumbest stat in the dumbest a university could ever do. Like, how did you even? What did you even search? Searching for that? deep. <laughs> did you even search for that? Notre Dame trivia number question number seven. Bro, when in two thousand five <laughs> I was five. When in nineteen seventy we were born. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I don't all time, that, we're speaking like all time players and first coach to bring you to a Super Bowl versus did Notre Dame grow their grasp longer? I know. Told you, be ready. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Matt, back to you. All right. Let's see. I mean, this is for both of you. This is for both of you. I mean, this is kind of an easier one, too, I would hope. Right? What was... Sorry. Don't say it. We'll we'll wait until we both know. Yeah, yeah, just wait for it. I like that. All right, here's the question. What was the Broncos' win-loss record in Super Bowls in which John Elway was the starting quarterback? I think I know it. I think I know too. Hit me. You want to go at the same time? Do it. Yeah. Three, Three, two, two, one, two, and one. Mason? I said two and one. I speak said it right after me. (laughs) Two and three. Oh, dude, I I was gonna say two and two, but I knew he. Damn. Two five and times. Five. <laughs> five. Do you know the teams that you beat in the Super Bowl? I do. 
I don't think Speaks does. I don't think I do. I'll text you, Matt. <laughs> I want. I mean, one of them was in ninety ninety eight. Was the year, right? You guys won in ninety seven, ninety eight. Back to back. Yeah, back to back. You guys beat um, a beat quarterback the... who was trying to go back to back and failed. The Cowboys. My guess is no, that wasn't the second team, right, Mason? That wasn't the second team. We beat the Packers. You beat the Packers in 97. That's correct. I think it was the Niners. Was it? But I, I could be wrong, and it could be the Falcons. I'll look it up. Yeah, this has to be looked up. This has to be. I know for sure 97 was the Packers. Pa- oh, yeah. Mason was right. It was the Falcons. Falcons? Packers huh? and Falcons. 34-19. 19 Okay. Probably the Falcons suit first Super Bowl appearance, too. Yeah, I got a question for you. All right. Who did the Broncos last lose to in their most recent loss in the Super Bowl? The Broncos' recent loss in the Super Bowl? Yes. Seattle. Correct. <laughs> Was it wasn't wasn't it like forty eight three or some shit? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! I yeah, didn't don't ask. bring up the score. Okay, bring whoa, up, whoa, yeah, whoa, we just asked the opponent. All right, all right, you're right, you're right. Who was the quarterback of that Seattle team? Russ. So we've got a Super Bowl quarterback in our hands. Speaks. What do you have? Nothing. Me? <laughs> Nothing. Right. You have a yeah. drugged out back to back MVP. <laughs> How many? All right. Here. I mean, I how many? All right, all right, Matt, I got one. All right. How many times have the Packers lost to the 49ers in the playoffs? You're such a prick. Um, <laughs> four. Three. Name the years. Uh, I'm going our lifetime. I'm going our lifetime. I don't know beforehand. I thought, I thought Rodgers was 0-4 in playoffs. He's he's Owen. Okay, no, Aaron Rodgers is 0 and 3. He's 1 and 4 against the Niners in the playoffs. 1 and 4. When the hell did we beat him? Because we lost, I think, 20. I know this stat. I looked it 20, up. Dude, we lost, the, we lost the Kaepernick bad one year. That was ugly. I think that was 20. That was 2012. We lost to Kaepernick. Because right after that game, that was the what? What do you guys call it? The mile high miracle with uh, the Fal- the the Ravens game. You don't was, call that. They no. do. We don't. They call do. That. They yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Um, yeah, that was 2012, 2013. Oh, I was I wrong. It was. I I I don't know why this. Uh, my stats are wrong. They lost in 2013, 2014. 2020 and 2022 yeah that's the yeah playing in january type stuff yeah well matt you got it right so that's a point for you yeah it hurts okay all right that sucks go ahead all right let's i don't that this one that i already asked you that one that one's too easy and mason i feel like you would get it right too so let's go do you guys know who Tyrone Braxton is? 
No. All right. Well, why even ask that question then? <laughs> why even ask that question? Why was it even on here is my point. All right. Well, while you're waiting, I got one for you. All right. Easy. Tradition at Lambeau that started in 1993. Sneaks, why are we even asking these questions? A Lambo leap. All right, Matt, I got what, one. Where is Leroy, the name? Leroy Butler, first Lambo leap ever. What are you trying to say? Matt, I got one for you. What is the name of the football team that plays in the NFL in Green Bay? The name of the football team? Yeah. Like national football team that plays in Green Bay. Yes. Are you just wanting me to get this right? Like what? I'm asking you a question based off the level of question difficulty Speaks is giving you. Yeah, Packers, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaks, I, see, I, I see where we were going with this. Questions, man. All right, I got, I got one. This is, this, is, this is an interesting one. This is a, a little bit of an Elway question and Broncos history, right? Okay, so uh, let's see here. What two players did the Broncos – trade in order to draft Elway. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I Speak. thought you were raising your hand. I got no idea. Can you I'll get positions? I'll, 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 yeah, uh it was offensive lineman and a quarterback. Was the quarterback uh Schlereth or the linebacker her O line uh Schlereth? Mark Schlereth? Pretty sure he was on the team when they won that. Mark ball. Mark is the first name of the quarterback. Mark Manning. <laughs> Mark Herman and the offensive lineman was Chris Hinton. Chris Hinton. But I got I got another one. Maybe maybe this one would be better. Which baseball team drafted Elway? The Yankees. All right, there we go. We're on the board. Which baseball team drafted Russell Wilson? Matt, I'll let you. Is that is that the Yankees? No, no, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get a second. Let me get a second go at this. Because I know you know. Oh, of course it is. Good. That's a good one, Miller. Shit, this is a good one. Is this time? No, I honestly, I don't know. I felt like he was working out with like the Mariners during like spring training or the Yankees or something, but I don't know who drafted him. Go with your gut, man. He was was drafted by the hometown Colorado Rockies. Really? One and only. Wow. Okay. It was meant to be. Throughout the first pitch of the Rockies last year. um, And the place was like going nuts. And like he was in a Rockies jersey. And I was like, yeah, he got drafted by the Rockies. That's electric. Okay, I did not know that. I like that. That was back when people believed in him in Denver. <laughs> That's a good question. That was before the season question. started. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. That's solid. All right, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, that one's stupid. All right. We're going to go ahead and skip to hero villain unless we got any more questions you got one more matt no that's all she wrote all right well i have three heroes and two villains for the week because you know i'm always positive we just should we just change it to heroes and villains instead of hero villain like like we originally set it out to be speaks i'm not gonna lie in my notes it is heroes and villains (laughs) (laughs) 
that's just a little miscommunication here because on mine zero bill and I've chosen one each week. I'm like, this kid's got so many. I got, I got. <laughs> just think of them randomly. Okay. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna love this first one. Both of you are gonna absolutely love this first one. Calling it early, my hero of the week is Clemson when they took down Wake Forest already, and they're going to take down Notre Dame this weekend and kill both of your hopes and dreams. I don't know why Matt's going to love that. And I don't even know why that like remotely affects me, but okay. Speaks. It brings it back to wake forest and Hey man, he's it's, it's a team that it's a team that we like to talk about. Next one um, is Josh McDaniels because I love just seeing him struggle as a head coach. I feel like he's never done good. So he just, that that makes me feel better that somehow we are um, not last in our division. And the last hero of the week is the Pac-12. Before they disband officially in 2023 and 2024, we now have five teams in the top 25. So I just want to officially say that we gave up. We proved everyone that we could still be there, and it didn't matter because they're disbanding anyways. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by uh, the Pac-12 this year. I'll say it. Oregon State is 23rd. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I don't know why you're gloating about that as a duck, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Your heroes are questionable. <laughs> they're all like temporary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're that's true. Clemson loses, the Raiders start winning, and I guess the Pac-12 falls apart, which we all know they will. <laughs> they all become villains. Who knows? We'll find out next week's episode. <laughs> next yeah. week, oh, next no, week no, they're no. villains. Yeah. All right, Matt, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, you could go. My uh, my hero of the week, hero, is uh, George Payton. Just continuing to uh, bring me right back into hoping the Broncos will do something, which which is awesome because they got no right keeping me and giving me hope. But George Payton, again, I think just worked a master trade there. Uh, I was really happy to see Chubb go somewhere that he can, like, compete for the playoffs because I like Chubb a lot. He's a great guy. But at some point, I mean, if if we're not getting wins, we got to get we got to get value out of some guys that we don't see long term. So I thought it was a great trade for Peyton. Uh, totally walk away feeling like we won the trade. And I think the door is still open that, like, if they can put together wins this season, like there's a season to be had. I don't think it will, but the door is still open. Uh, I know they were talking about trading Judy or uh, Hamler, and I, I'm glad they didn't get rid of any of those offensive guys because I think I think they're both starting to click a little bit more. So I'm, gl- I'm glad we're keeping them. Chubb, I saw he missed 35 games uh, due to injuries in his short time with the Broncos. So there's that too. He's, he was injury prone. So uh, George Payton's my hero of the week. Now that's respectable. No, it's <laughs> not I, questionable. That's respectable. I hate both of you guys so Thank much. You, yeah, Mason, I like it. Um, so I got to go here, Rose. Uh, due to the fact that it's a group of people, right? I'm going Pat McAfee Tuesdays with Aaron Rodgers. That is an absolute hero. It gives me hope. Like, I don't deserve this hope. And I know, like, everyone's like, oh, Packers fans have it easy. Not necessarily, right? Not necessarily. We, I mean, any given Sunday, we talked about it the whole podcast, basically. They give me hope. Rodgers is on there being, you know, carefree not a worry in the world everything's all right everyone needs to relax we're going to run the table all these great things and pat mcafee's there for it and i love it it gives me hope it is beautiful 45 minutes each and every tuesday watching the boys talk hammer down shot out what love it love it you know it's better it's better like 
that giving you hope? Speaks pulls out of his ass a couple of weeks. He's like, oh, the surgery Russ got, like Tony Romo said he's supposed to be even better afterwards. And here comes like old Russ coming out. And we're like, come on, Speaks, don't, don't be throwing us horse shit like bones like that. I mean, come on, we're, we're in the dumps together. Let's, let's get out together, Speaks. That Dude, gave fun. me so much hope, though. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. You were ready to, like, take, like, Broncos' future Super Bowl, Super Bowl like, back-to-back years. I will be completely honest. I think Matt can vouch for me. I told probably, I want to say 20 people about that interview. I was so, so high on that. You found, times, like, a hidden story that, like, no one's heard. You're like, guys, guess what I just heard. <laughs> we have 40 people in our office. He told everyone everyone twice like hey Romo had the same surgery you know he balled you know like Russ is gonna be back man high knees on the plane like Broncos country let's ride like all these things and you know I gotta give it to him if if that's the thing right it's hard to like truly hate it but if it gives you hope and that's your hero then yeah the only thing you can do is ride the wave until next week it's a villain speaks am I gonna sit here and tell you that I didn't believe you no I totally believe you. I was all in. However, the just the false hope you gave me it frustrates me because nothing's changed. That's that's yeah. the frustration. But did I sit there and think, no, nah, I don't see it? I sat there and I was like, oh, I think he's found something. I yeah. think he's I think this team's back. And then we lost two after two in a row after that. So yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, and it was fantastic. So hey, I'm not gonna lie. There's still somehow room for hope again. If I hear maybe I don't know. If I heard some other podcast just hype up Russ and hack it and something, you're going to hear it. And everyone's going to hear it. I can tell you that much. But speaking of that, going on to my villains of the week, um, I have the Jaguars, which is I kind of made a little early because I it was before um, before we traded Bradley. But um, I didn't like it because I know we were talking about a little bit, Mace. I didn't want to win that game because I wanted us to treat going into the trade deadline like a loss. Um, I still don't love what's going on with Hackett. It's way too early, obviously, to fire him, but I was just really pissed off waking up that early and seeing that bad of football. And then Russ's interview really pissed me off, so I was just mad that the Jaguars actually let us win that game. And my second villain is the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They stole the old Celtics head coach, who I can tell you right now, if you really want to make some money, you might want to throw some money. Actually, sorry, we're not allowed to bet. We don't bet. We don't bet at all. None, none of this is like our betting. We don't advise it or anything. But yeah, yeah, we. this is something else. But the Brooklyn Nets now could be a great team. Uh, I think he's – I think he made an amazing defensive coach. And if you teach that team to play defense and just let them do what they want on offense – it's going to be great. Um, they also are promoting what Kyrie's doing or not necessarily. They're not condemning it. So I don't love that. And I just hate the Brooklyn Nets in general. So they're my villain for the week. Yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with the villain. I mean, you you had me thinking after all that crap you were talking about the Nuggets earlier. I mean, just saying how oh, it's just a bad organization. I mean, it was it was right before we got on air. It was it was disgusting. Really. <laughs> oh, all kidding aside, all kidding aside. Um that I mean, I probably honestly want to say, as weird as it sounds, like the Broncos are a villain. Like, just like no need to win that game. Um, but 
I don't, I don't really have to, I don't really have a bill on this week speaks. Honestly, I'm, I'm taking a page out of your book. Just, just focusing on my hero this week. Um, but I'll tell you this much. Uh, I think there's going to become some villains out of, out of this weekend in college football. We got some big games. Um, and let me say this. I think, I think we're going to start to get a clear picture of the playoffs this week. And my villain could be, and this might be a weird villain. My villain could be the college football playoff committee based off how they handle, how these games go. Because I, I sometimes go like nervous early in the season when they start putting teams up. I'm okay with the rankings right now, but uh, I might get a little nervous. That is a great villain. And I meant to touch on it earlier. There's some, I think this weekend for college football is going to be one of the most exciting college football weekends. We didn't touch on that earlier, but I think the college football committee and the way those the, the college football postseason is the worst postseason out of all sports. I'm glad they're expanding it to 12 teams, but it sucks. So good villain. Matt? Completely agree, completely agree with that. They screw over Notre Dame any chance they can this year, not included. Um, they don't deserve it. But villains, um, nice. yeah, Clemson's defense, number one villain. They are going to make Drew Pine look ridiculous and i i'm not here for it i hate it i hope i'm wrong i i really hope i'm wrong but i could see it happening right like there's no way notre dame should win this game if i was a betting man not here to make bets anything like that i throw the house down on notre dame that's what i'd do but i'm not a betting man that's not what i would ever do um yeah i can't bet um but hey listen uh clemson defense uh villain hate clemson is what it is second villain I'm a big Zen guy, okay? Citrus is the thing to my heart, but I tell you what, my second villain is Spearmint Zen. That messes with my sinuses more than anything in this world and makes me feel very, very sick. I can't work. I can't talk on the phone. I'm over here blowing my nose. I'm coughing. I'm doing all these things. I can't focus. Change, change it up. Do something different. It's on you, Zen. That's all I got to say. It's a great villain. Funny said there too. You know, yeah, great, great villain. I like it, both of you guys. And I will say, you know, as we kind of wrap it up, the Phillies are 100% cheating. I just want to quickly bring it back to that. They're up 7 0. There's no way this is real. So I just want to throw that out there. Ghostros, it's not great for us tonight, but the Phillies are obviously cheating. So we need to make sure. Philly's rocking. They're going to be up 2-1. A uh, couple more games in Philly. That, I mean, they could close it out. I mean, it might not even go back to Houston. So we'll see. Great, great episode. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate having you. I'd uh, love to have you back maybe in college basketball season, like Steve was saying. Love to get your takes in there, uh, even though you're an Illini fan. We'll, we'll let that slide. Hey, man, would love to be back. I mean, it's about time, like I said earlier. But, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And, yeah, once college basketball season's uh, kicked off and we're going, I'll be back. ILL. All right, that's enough. Well, uh, Speaks, great episode. We'll be back. A lot, lot to discuss after this weekend of college football. We'll discuss new playoff uh, rankings as those come out right before we record as well. So, uh, great episode, Matt. Thanks again. And, uh, Speaks, we'll be, ba- we'll be back at it next time. Thank you.